Good morning. I'm Peter Lewis. Welcome to your interactive personal finance program, Money Talk Extra on Radio 3. If you have any personal financial questions you want to ask, then you can always reach out to us via email, moneytalk at rthk.hk, or on Facebook, Money Talk Extra on RTHK Radio 3. One of you did just that, asking about the MPF rules for next of kin after death, so we'll look into that today. Jimmy Lamb will speak to a listener who is a newspaper reporter to find out about his financial concerns. And in our investment segment, I'll share with you tips on how to be a good investor. If you follow the news closely, you'll notice the Mandatory Provident Fund Scheme Authority is considering to allow early use of MPF savings for a first home purchase. In fact, there are a lot of other rules around the MPF scheme which was introduced in December 2000. One of our listeners wants to know about the rules for next of kin after death. Money Talk Extra listener Eve Gomez emailed moneytalk at rthk.hk and said, The MPF is promoted as a retirement golden egg. There are rules for how and when you can encash it when alive, but in the case of death, how does the spouse or next of kin claim? Why is it not so simple like insurance policies? That's a good question, Eve. So to answer it, I'm joined now by Derek Mock, Vice President of the Hong Kong Society of Financial Analysts and Chief Investment Officer at Convoy Asset Management. Good morning, Derek. Good morning. The rules around the Mandatory Provident Funds scheme are, are quite complex, aren't they? So let's deal with, first of all, the usual situation where you save up for your retirement and then you want to start drawing your pension. What do the rules say about how and when you can do that? Hey, Peter, before, I think, uh, let me start with the overall the framework uh, of the retirement scheme in Hong Kong. Well, actually, in Hong, for the Hong Kong system, it is quite in line with the world standard. Um, the World Bank, actually, they have originally proposed a three-pillar framework, which was uh, later extended to a five-pillar f- framework. And these five pillars are the first one is the, uh, a publicly financed non-contributory zero-pillar such as some kind of the basic or also pension or some kind of the uh, of, of the uh, monies to give the elderly in Hong Kong. I think you may know about that. And it means that uh, all the general public can 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 enjoy it and it's a, on a universal basis. And the second pillar of that is a publicly financed mandatory first pillar with contribution linked to earnings. We don't have this kind of the pillar in Hong Kong. And for our MPF, it is in the second pillar. That is the that, uh, that is a mandatory occupational second pillar and typically a defined contribution plan. Okay, and, and, and we are, uh, our MPF is that one. And you remember that in our MPF scheme, we have a voluntary contribution. It, fall, it, fall, it falls into the fourth one. That is a voluntary occupational third pillar. That is, you voluntary contribute in addition to the, to the mandatory requirement. And the final one is a non-financial uh, pillar, which includes all the access to the informal support, such, such as family or other social programs, such as Medicare. And that's and that is in general that is a framework of our retirement scheme in Hong Kong. And in fact, I've already or I've already mentioned about that. You can see that we have five pillars in Hong Kong. In in the in the Western countries, we are very strong. They're very strong in the zero pillar or in the first pillar. That is, you don't have to contribute a lot. Since you have already tested a lot uh, from your salary, and in Hong Kong, our 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 MPF is a upper pillar. It means that it doesn't enough to cover all your all your spending after your requirement. So it is one of the part of the saving. If we can do the all the five uh, pillar together, then it will be a very good uh, retirement scheme and a very good retirement plan for for any individual. 
So once you've reached the age of 65, you can withdraw all your accrued benefits, either in a lump sum or by instalments. But are there situations where you can withdraw those accrued benefits earlier than that? Uh, yes. Uh when you reach uh, 65, uh, with the changes of the rule in 2016, you can withdraw your accrued benefit in lump sum or by an installment. But there are, are, are a few cases where, which is specific in the specified in the in the MPF ordinance that you can have early withdrawal. The first one is uh, early retirement, mm-hmm. and when you you must be at least 60 years old, and then afterwards you are you are, you have ceased all the employment or uh, and self-employed, and you can declare that uh, to the M, uh, to the trustee. So and you can withdraw it, and and the second one is a permanent uh, departure from Hong Kong. That means that you li- you leave Hong Kong and you are no longer reside in Hong Kong. You can you can take it. The third one is a total incapacity. What is it? Total incapacity is some kind of the accident happened to you, and you have you have some kind of the medical certificate showing that uh, after the incident you are permanently unfit um, to perform the kind of the job that uh, you have been last doing. For example, if you're a driver, you have some kind of the accident and then you can drive no longer to drive for a, for a company. Then you, you can, it means that it, it could be a case of the total uh, incapacity. Or terminal illness is very, very, very self-explanatory, small balance or death. And you can have the so, early withdrawal. So death is the, the, the question that Eve asked about. What happens if the person dies before the age of 65 yes how do the next of kin and who are the next of kin who can actually claim uh that that pot of money and what is the process for doing that oh actually um you can you can find all the information from the mpafa uh, website or you can if you don't know you then you can ask the the, the trustee of the scheme in general there's a form called PA, uh, papr form that is for the deceased uh, uh, scheme member and and um, when after the after the death of a of a scheme member, the um, the member's personal representative can launch uh, this form um, to the relevant trustee uh, for the for the payment of the member's accrued benefit. So by personal representative, you mean really the person who's managing the estate of the deceased person? It, it is more than that. It could be the the, um, the spouse, um, the child, uh, your family, your mother's of uh, uh, or uh, father, or even your your brothers or sister. But you have to have some kind of the proof that you are related to the um, to the uh, death member, such as the birth certificate, uh, marriage uh, certificate, and this kind of the evidence to uh, to show that. So you have to submit this form. Um, and how long does it typically take? Well, it, it really depends, and because you have to to um, to give all the documents to the trustee, and they will proceed uh, with, uh, for you uh, for this kind of the withdrawal. So it sounds like a fairly straightforward process. Uh, yes, that, it is. It, it, um, indeed, it won't make you too difficult uh, for you to withdraw uh, for the ben- uh, for the deceased member. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, it, it still takes take time for the trustee to proceed all the all the information and all the uh, all the documentations. But really, the key thing is here that the accrued benefits yes. in the MPF fund yeah. become part of the estate yeah. of the deceased, and yeah. then they will be distributed in accordance yeah, right. with the wishes of the deceased person. That's right. Derek, thank you very much. Thank you. That was Derek Mock, Vice President of the Hong Kong Society of Financial Analysts.